Hi, podcast community. Today launches our series of the finances of your business. If you're anything like us, we just wrapped up filing all of our 1099s and W-2s for the people that work within our community and finalizing the financial strategies just for this year. Today, I'm going to give you an overview of what the series will look like and define a few terms that you will discuss throughout the series as well. I'm super excited to jump in with you today, so listen in. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. So finances can be really tough topic for many reasons. One might be because you didn't major in accounting or finance or anything like that in college. Maybe it's because spreadsheets and numbers freaks you out. And maybe it's another reason. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter why you don't like finances because the hard reality of running a business is having a healthy knowledge and strategy for the finances of your business. We are going to be spending a few weeks together going through the ins and outs of what you need to be focusing your time and energy on within those numbers. Today, you're going to learn quite a few terms that while numbers might be tough, the numbers and things you need to have an understanding of, we're going to talk about all those things and we'll be bringing up some of these terms in future episodes as well. So if you don't already have a pen and paper out, you might want to grab one or open up the notes section on your phone to write some of these down. Next week, we're going to be covering the ins and outs of what you need to be doing daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually in the finances of your business. These are highly important things in each of those time areas that you must be doing. And if you're not doing them on these certain time frames, it will get way behind really quickly. And you'll be stuck in a place of daunting to-dos that will pile up too big to approach. Trust me, I've been there myself. Our third episode in the series is all about data analysis and strategy. I'm going to be sharing some things that I have put into place to know this info quickly and make strategic decisions for your business at different points in the year for different reasons. This will help keep profitability at the forefront and also serve your team and community well. And to wrap up the series, we're going to be talking about cash flow and how it affects your business on a week-to-week basis to set up a way that you don't have to stress every time payroll or big bills uh, come to be hit. Now let's get into defining a few of the terms that you're going to want to make sure that you know for your business. We're going to start with a few that are a little bit more um, relatable. You might already know some of these, but it's important to know for those who might be just starting out in business who might not know otherwise. So the first one we're going to cover is revenue, income, and expenses. Now you're going to see these terms all over the place. One in your reports that we're going to talk about and also just in your business in general. Now revenue and income are interchangeable. 
They're very, very similar to each other and they essentially mean the same thing. Revenue and income are just two ways that you look at the money coming into your business. And so while expenses are money going out of your business, income and revenue are coming into your business. Expenses are things going out and these are things like um, the cost of doing business, like your softwares. It can be your rent or your mortgage or your warehouse, the uh, different people that you have on your team, so many different things that can lay under expenses. We're not going to go into all of them because everyone's company is different and there are so many different ones, but those are some of the high level ones. Now, when you look at expenses, there's a few different ways that you can look at them. One is going to be COGS or the cost of goods sold. What this means is if you have to purchase something for an event specifically, whether it's flowers for a flower order you ordered, whether it's vinyl for something custom that you have quoted, anything that is specific to an event that isn't already otherwise noted, such as your softwares or some of your labor or anything like that, that should go under costs of goods sold. Now that's one part of expenses. Then you have your basic expenses, which go under what we call a chart of accounts. Chart of accounts just means the different categories or the different folders that you're going to put all of your revenue and expenses into. So for example, in my chart of accounts, I'll have rent of warehouse. I'll have utilities. I'll have bank fees. I'll have wages and payroll tax. I'll have um, softwares and systems. I'll have computer hardware and computer software. There's so many different things that you have to put your expenses and revenue into, and that's what you do in your chart of accounts. Now let's talk about assets, which is also another type of expense, but it's a little bit different. Now assets are really important to note because they are things that you can sell your company and these go with that sell of your company. These are things that are hard goods or they are things that um, make your business what they are. A big one for our industry is inventory. Inventory is your bread and butter of your company. It's not just an expense and it doesn't go under cost of goods sold either. It's an asset because you purchased this piece and now you're going to continue to make money on it. How I think about cost of goods sold versus an asset is cost of goods sold is perishable or it's an only one-time use type of thing. Whereas an asset is, I am going to purchase this, but I'm now going to hold it as an asset of the company. I can sell my company with this involved or I can make money on this thing. Other assets that you might think of are any vehicles that you purchase. Not leased, not rented, but purchased vehicles are now an asset of your company. When I've bought out other rental companies, I bought them out as asset purchases, not business purchases, because I have a business. I don't need their business. I want their assets. And so that means when I bought out the first rental company that we bought out, I acquired their inventory. That's a big one. I I acquired their um, pieces and, and parts that helped move things. So blankets and straps and dollies and all that. Those are assets. Um, They had a trailer that they had purchased, and so that is now mine. That's an asset. Their domain names, any intellectual knowledge, SOPs, books of clients, things like that, those are all assets. 
And so while they might not be things that you can um, tangibly see or hold, they are things that are worth value and worth money in your business. So those are all assets. Now you have things called liabilities. These are also expenses. A liability essentially means that you're required to pay this at a later date or on a schedule. And so, for example, this can be your wages, your payroll. That's a liability. You are required to pay your payroll. Your taxes, those are liabilities. You have to pay your tax or Uncle Sam's going to come for you. Your rent or your mortgage, those are um, liabilities as well. And then we have accrued expenses and accounts payable. Now, these are both liabilities as well. So let's get into accounts payable. We call that AP, and the opposite of that is accounts receivable, which is AR. It's kind of similar to this revenue and expense push and pull. So accounts payable means we have an an invoice that we have to pay for this thing. So that's an accounts payable. And accounts receivable means I have booked business, and now I can expect revenue from that. And so that is usually, again, on a schedule. And so I know in two weeks, I'm going to have to pay payroll. That would be on an accounts payable. My rent is due um, on the first of every month. That's an accounts payable. My utilities are due usually between the first and 15th of the month. That's on my accounts payable. My accounts receivable is typically going to be more than not any net 30 payments or any balances that need to be paid on the invoices that you've booked. So that would be under accounts receivable. And you can kind of differentiate the timeframes between these in a software or on a spreadsheet. And so that's the difference between accounts payable and accounts receivable. Now, when we look at the money that goes in and out of our accounts, whether that's revenue and expenses or whether that's accounts receivable or accounts payable, you look at that in two different ways. You either look at that via cash accounting or accrual accounting. Now what that means, means that you are going to count that money into your business on a specific date. And so if you are a cash-based business, your cash accounting, when you receive payment, you count it into your company, which means you now pay tax on that when you receive it. If you are accounts uh, accrual accounting, you're not going to receive that payment until a certain time frame has passed. Typically, companies that have a return or a refund policy will typically do accrual accounting. We do not have a refund policy. We do have a refund policy. It's you don't get refunds. (laughs) If you pay us any money, you don't get a refund. That's our policy. And so we've set up our business as a cash accounting. Now, there are other rental companies in our local market and outside of our local market that are accrual accounting because, and the main factor of this, is if you pay, sometimes you get a three-day kind of that buyer's remorse rule, or you have a 30-day or a 90-day or 120-day refund policy. And so you wouldn't necessarily want to count your cash received, meaning your deposits or your balances. You don't want to count that as received until after your refund policy has expired. And so for easy explanation, if you received $1,000, yet you have a 30-day refund policy, meaning someone can come and ask for a refund within those 30 days, 
you don't want to count that as payments and pay taxes on those until after that 30 days. Because it's real messy with the IRS if you pay that and, and all that. So that's how you count whether you're cash accounting or accrual accounting. And that's just an easy way. I would highly recommend you talk to a tax accountant to get more clarity around this for your business, for your region, for who you serve and kind of what your policies are in your contract. But that's the difference between those and how you count your accounts receivable, accounts payable and revenue and expenses. Okay. Now there's a few other terms that I want us to know because they will be brought up. And by the way, this is not to say these are all of the accounting terms that you need to know. There are quite a bit of others, but these are the heavy hitters. These are the ones that we're going to focus on during this series of finances. So another one that is really important is cash flow. Cash flow, we did an episode with my good friend Christy Varner about cash flow. And one of the things that she said on that podcast episode, which we'll link in our show notes, is she talked about cash flow being this ocean. Your business is the sand or the shore, and the cash flow that you have is the tide. You are going to have a tide coming in, which is your cash flow coming in, and you ha- which is your revenue, and then you have a tide going out, which is your expenses. Some seasons, you're going to have a low tide, which means you have less coming in, but you have um, hopefully matching up on your expenses going out. And then sometimes you're going to have a high tide. You have lots coming in, but you also have lots of expense going out. And so she explained it so beautifully between this ocean of high tide, low tide, and cash flow in, cash flow out. And so that's what cash flow means. Uh, one thing that you should be pulling often is what is called a P&L report. This means profit and loss. It's the health status of your company to date. And so you can pull this on any date range, um, but you can specifically do like year to date or month to date or anything like that. But this is going to show you a health status of your company when it comes to the finances, which means you're going to see all of your revenue that's been counted and all of your expenses that have been counted and what the net profit or loss, which is why we have that P&L, what your net profit or loss is in your company. This is very, very, very important because it's going to give you a status update on what sales are doing and how you can overcome some of those based on trends that you are seeing in your industry and in your business, especially year over year, month over month, or quarter over quarter. So that's a really important um, report to have. We also have gross and net, uh, which you are going to see on your P&L report is your gross revenue, your net revenue, your gross expenses, and your, and your net expenses. I um, am a mom. You guys know this. And so when I think of gross versus net, I think of something yucky being gross and a net like a uh, fishing net for net. And so when I think about gross and it being yucky, is gross is something that we don't want to touch, which means there's something that has to happen to that to make it clean. So for example, if we were counting our gross revenue, that means it's just revenue on its own. We need to factor in more to understand what the actual number is for our business. And so gross is pre 
um, expenses or revenue counted in that. So you can have gross expenses, which means these are just the plain expenses, no revenue attached to them. And then you can have gross revenue, which means this is just revenue, no expenses attached to them. Now, when we look at net, I said a fishing net. And so if you were to grab a net and you were to go fishing with a whole bunch of fish in the ocean or in the pond or lake or whatever, and you scoop up all of those fish and then you drain all the water because you're scooping it out of water, that is what you're left over with. And so a net for your finances, if you're going to scoop up all of your revenue and all of your expenses together and then pull it up out of your water, this is what you are left with, which means you are either a net loss or net profit. Hopefully you're a net profit, but that's what a net um, means is everything has been accounted for and here's what you're left with, which is why I have a fishing net <laughs> because again, mom here, and that's how I explain it to my kids. A balance sheet is also important to see as this will give you a health status on the accounts that you have. And so this isn't necessarily tied to your revenue and expenses, P&L and all that. But this is a balance sheet of what do you have at a high level in your checking, your savings, and your credit cards, and your loans, and anything that you have as part of liability that you owe or that you are responsible for. And so balance sheet is just going to give you a high level look at what those look like. Now, I would be remiss to tell you about all of this financial information without mentioning how you actually get this information. Now, we in our business from day one have always used QuickBooks Online. And I will say from experience, I highly, 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 highly recommend that you get QuickBooks Online, not QuickBooks Desktop, not a spreadsheet, but QuickBooks Online. Yes, spreadsheets are good, and we should have spreadsheets to help us understand this information and how it talks to all the other moving pieces and parts of our business, but you have to have a software that is tracking all this financial information for you, and our favorite and the best one out there based on the features and benefits of the finances of your business, I highly recommend QuickBooks Online. Now, if you have rental software, which you guys know we love, Good Shuffle Pro, shout out to them. There is an integration that works really, really great that helps you categorize the revenue coming in from your business into QuickBooks Online so that you can see it all from one um, high-level view in that P&L report. You can kind of separate it out based on uh, what you want to see in your QuickBooks Online um, based on Good Shuffle. And so highly recommend that integration if you're using Good Shuffle. Um, it's one of the benefits to having Good Shuffle and QuickBooks Online together. And so that's something that I would highly recommend. Next week, I'm going to be chatting more with you about all the ins and outs of what you need to be doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually basis for the finances of your business. Bye for now, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.